Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, again, we're going to be looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. If you want to find your place in... Uh, your, your copy of God's Word or um, follow along. As we look at the clothes that we are to wear as Christians, you can tell a lot about someone about how they're dressed if you really think about it. Uh, oftentimes we know some, you know, it's becoming a little less uh, obvious, but you know, back 20, 30 years ago, if on Sunday someone was walking around in a suit, you knew they probably were in church. Uh, if if uh, you have someone that um, dresses up on Monday through Friday in a suit and tie, they're probably working in business. If, they, if they've got some uh, more casual clothes on, they may be working in construction. Maybe if they've got some overalls, they're, they're a farmer. You can tell, again, a lot about someone simply by how they're dressed. And so this morning, I want to take us through the closet of the Christian. And look at some of the clothes that we are to wear as Christians. Some of the things that we are supposed to give off, that we're supposed to exude as followers of Jesus Christ. You know, we've talked a lot the past few weeks. And of course, even in our uh, community, we have had a couple that has gotten married. We've talked a lot about marriage the last few weeks. And if you think about it, a bride always looks beautiful and a groom looks so handsome on that wedding day. But the question that we always ponder is what's going to happen in 10 years when you roll over in bed and you see what's before you. And it's more beautiful than you ever expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might get into trouble today. (laughs) Despite appearances, however, if that marriage is bound with love and and, and witness of Jesus Christ, then something entirely different will be communicated between husband and wife 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road, and so on and so on. So this morning, we want to look at our lives as Christians, we know that oftentimes we don't always wear the same kinds of clothes as Christians. We don't always have the same kind of personality or character traits. A lot of times it depends on how we feel. I would challenge you this morning that we should not navigate our Christian journey and our Christian lives by how we feel, but rather by the Holy Spirit's leading And the scripture teaches us several character traits, several personality traits, if you will, that we should give off as Christians, as followers of Jesus Christ. Paul spends the first 11 verses in chapter 3 telling us what to put off, what to take off. And and again, even as you heard in our our prayer, oftentimes we we look uh, very intently at, at what we are to avoid as Christians what we are to keep away from, to stay away from, the temptations that we are to avoid. 
And, and we spent a lot of times praying for forgiveness, and all those things are important. But this morning, we're specifically looking at what we should put on, and what we should give off, and, and what we should have as our personality as a Christian. So in verse 12, he begins to tell us what to put on, what to clothe ourselves in, as he says. Well, this morning, I want to start with the work uniform. Think about some of the work uniforms. I mentioned just a minute ago, a lot of times you can tell about what someone does by simply how they're dressed. Uh, For example, one of the most god-awful work outfits I could ever imagine was when I was a a student manager at the galley at East Carolina. That's a little uh, small like grill uh, that uh, was there on the campus on College Hill, a certain section of of, of East Carolina, and I was a student manager for a semester, and uh, I don't know how we were supposed to be expected to be taken seriously because we wore this really awful blue shirt. It was like a pale blue uh, a little bit lighter than the blue you're wearing right there, and we had a tie. Now, it was not just a tie. We, we couldn't we pick our ties. Sarah's laughing. She made fun of me. That's when we first started dating, and I guess she stuck with me, so there's something to be said about that, but it was a tie, and it had little food. All It had a little pizza and a hot dog and a hamburger and a french fry. Yeah, a black tie with food on it, but I mean not real food, but pictures of food. Um, again, don't know how that was supposed to be expected to be taken seriously as a student manager, but that's what I had to wear. And everybody knew that if they saw, especially the people that were working there, they knew if they saw that, that tie, they knew that that was a student manager. Maybe that was what it was, just supposed to stand out. As a student manager, there was no way that someone could continue to work and not know that that was the person that was supposed to be taking care of that section, whether it was my responsibility was the galley, that grill. But I wore that tie every day to work because I needed a job. No matter how humiliating it might have been, no matter how ugly it might have been, I I wore it because it was my job and I needed to help pay the bills. I needed to communicate as a student manager that I was there to help the rest of the staff or to serve the customers. Most work uniforms communicate who you represent and that you are there to serve or to care for a customer or a patron, etc. Listen to what verses 12 through 13 say as we look at the word again. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have. We'll stop there for just a second. We do caring and we do service by showing compassion, by showing kindness, by showing humility, by showing gentleness and patience. If you think about those character traits, if you think about each one of those, they must be present in order to provide good service, in order to provide that that atmosphere of caring. If we're going to care for someone, if we're going to serve an individual, we must show compassion. 
We must uh, feel as uh, compelled to give something of ourselves. In the Greek, the word compassion is often linked to the bowels. And so if you think about it in that, in that manner, that Greek word for compassion, out of the bowels, deep down in our guts, we are to give and serve in that kind of way. Our service must come from a deep conviction something that we have settled down in our guts, a willingness to reach deep down to show love and mercy, to show kindness and humility and gentleness and patience, these character traits. As as followers of Jesus Christ, will we bear with one another because we first serve one another? That's That's the way that we can deal with each other and and all the different personality traits that might not line up together. And, and, and that's how someone with, from a, a completely different background can come together with someone from an opposite background and worship and praise side by side. Because we have a conviction. Because we have love. As the Word tells us, It is love that binds all of this together. When it stops becoming about us, it can then become about the customer or the the world, which are our customers in Christ. Christ compels us to share the gospel with the world. So in our Christian journey, in our Christian lives, it is the world, it it is the community at large that are our customers, that are our patrons. And so as we go out into uh, the world, as we go out into the neighborhoods, as we go out to serve and to love and to be compassionate and show compassion and show kindness and humility, gentleness and patience, we do that not to those that, that are our favorite, not to those that are our friends, but to each and every individual that is in our world. These clothes are necessary. They propel everything that we have and everything that we share as Christians. But what about when you're not at work? What about when you're not on mission for Jesus Christ? What about when we're not doing some mission project, when we're lounging around? We look at the casual clothes. We look next at the casual clothes. What are your favorite casual clothes? Think about when you're home and you're lounging around, what's the most comfortable thing? What do you tend to wear? Do you wear, I'll tell you, I don't wear this. I wear gym shorts and a dry fit shirt. I have a lot of dry fit shirts. I have probably 20 of them. Sarah can attest to. I have too many. Sarah says too many. I also, a lot of times I'll wear jerseys, football jerseys. They're big. They're comfortable. They airflow through them and all that. So, again, you know how hot-natured I am, obviously. So I, I'm going to wear something that's cool. I'm going to wear something that's comfortable. We all have our comfort clothes. We all have that which makes us comfortable, makes us feel as though we're in that groove. We may not be dressed to the nine. We may not uh, be the most presentable to go out to a, a fine restaurant, but it's what's comfortable after all. 
Verse 13, again, if you will, it says, Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Oftentimes, this is the one place in this this part of the Scripture where we do look at something to avoid. We're not always, as Christians, going to get it right. We're going to sometimes fall back into what's comfortable, what feels good, what's... What feels, again, because that's what sin is, isn't it? Sin is what's comfortable. Sin is what we enjoy. It's what makes us feel good. It's what is sensational for us. And I'm not telling you you need to sit around in a suit all the time. These are metaphors. But when it comes to our Christian lives, when we fall back into what's comfortable, often it's falling back into our old way of life. It's falling back into sin. But the Scripture does tell us a positive character trait here to respond to that sin. It talks about forgiveness. What forgiveness means at its core is that it doesn't matter how dirty, how loose, how casual our lives or the lives around us may get, we are to look past those clothes and forgive the heart of the individual. So uh, someone that may be looking very casual when it comes to a life in Christ. In other words, maybe they're not even in, maybe they don't even have a life in Christ. Maybe they don't have a relationship with Christ. And they're living all kinds of comfort. The scripture tells us to look past that. And to revert back to those character traits in verse 12. To show compassion, kindness, humility, and gentleness, and patience. We show all that because we bear with those who may not look just like us or may not look just like Christ, who may look a little bit more casual. And we look to the heart of the individual. I'm here to tell you that not a day goes by where we all don't put on some of the casual clothes of our personal lives, of our past life, of our knowledge and relationship with Jesus. The reason the young married couple can look and love one another even when the honeymoon's over, even when it's been 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, the reason they're able to look past the outward appearance and into the heart of the one that they love is because they have made a commitment to that individual. It leads us back to the next set of clothes in the Christian closet, and that's the formal wear. The formal clothes. Where we dress to impress. When you're dating that first, uh, uh, that first person that you dated, go back to that time. Or maybe when you were in college and you got serious about someone and you were going to go out on a date. Maybe you really had eyes for someone and you wanted to take them out. And so you, you, asked, you finally got your nerve up. You asked them out and, and you got prepared for that date. Maybe you were going to go to dinner and a movie. That's a traditional thing or whatever. Uh, did you go with your casual clothes on? Did you go with your gym shorts and you... No, right? You dressed and pressed. Uh, maybe you didn't get as formal as wearing a dress. Maybe you didn't wear a suit. But, but you made sure that you looked good, right? Well, that's why it's a little humorous to wake up 10 years after being married to look at your spouse and, and say, this isn't quite what I remember. 
Sarah often tells me that I don't remember that when we were dating. You didn't do that when I was dating, when we were dating, and I get that all the time. When we court or when we date someone, when we pledge our lives to someone, one another in marriage, we put on a a pretty dress or a handsome suit. It communicates devotion. It communicates respect, commitment. Because while they may not always be comfortable, those clothes are worn to enhance the beauty that one possesses. So verse 14 reminds us, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So all those previous uh, attributes that he's mentioned, uh, the, the compassion, the kindness, the humility, the gentleness, the patience, the bearing with one another, the forgiveness, all of that is bound in love. It's bound in, in the unity that love propels. If we have love for one another, it becomes a lot easier to show those character traits. It's when we have hate in our heart. It's when envy and jealousy and, and those that are opposite of love, those that tear down love, it's when that enters the heart that it becomes hard to show compassion, that it becomes hard to show patience with someone or kindness or humility and so on and so on. Love is what unites us. It's what communicates unconditional devotion which must be bound in Christ. For only in Him can we love sacrificially, because it was Him who showed us and demonstrated what true love was to lay down your life for your friend. Can we wear the clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and forgiveness? We can if we have love. It is that very love that leads us to the next set of clothes hanging out for us to wear, and it's the uniform. Look at verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Peace, harmony, unity, one body, one team, one, one entity. That's what the church is supposed to be. Think about the teams in our culture. Think about uh, it's baseball season, right? You know, we're going July Fourth. It's always there's baseball all on TV. I I grew up going to see the Mudcats. They're over in Zebulon uh, back east, but we used to go to the Mudcats, a minor league team. We go to the Mudcats game every July Fourth, and after the game, they'd have fireworks. They're the best fireworks around. Baseball kind of goes with July 4th. This time of the season, this time of the year, we think about baseball. And so when I think about baseball and I think about uniforms, I think about the Yankee pinstripes. That's the first thing that comes to mind. We know if we see the Yankee pinstripes, that that, 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 that goes along with the tradition of being a New York Yankee and, and all of the tradition that goes uh, into that and, and the, the winning tradition that they've had. Now, trust me, I'm no Yankee fan. But I can respect the, the, the history and I can respect what they have accomplished over the years. And, and simply by seeing those pinstripes, I can acknowledge right off the bat who that person belongs to. That's what a, a uniform does. It, it tells the world, it tells the other team, it tells, it tells the, rest of, or again, the rest of the world who we belong to. 
If I'm wearing my Atlanta Braves hat or if I'm wearing my uh, Carolina hat or, 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 or I'm going back to my East Carolina homecoming game and I wear an East Carolina shirt, I'm communicating that I belong or that my allegiance at least belongs with that entity. As Christians, we play or we serve the team of the church, if you will. And if we are to be the true church that that Jesus lays out in Scripture, that Paul talks about in Scripture, we must unite with peace and harmony with one another, as the Scripture says. People ought to be able to look at us and simply by seeing the character traits that we've mentioned here in this text, they ought to be able to say, that individual belongs to Team Jesus or Team Team church or team God, team Lord, whatever illustration or metaphor you want to use, whatever analogy you want to use, it ought to be obvious that we belong to the church, that we belong as as part of the body of Christ by simply how we act and how we conduct ourselves in our society or in our culture. That's where the hard work begins. That's when we must change into the final set of clothes, the coveralls. This is where the work is to be done in the body of Christ. It's where the service is to take place. It's the kind that requires us to get our hands dirty, to get hands on. Sometimes we have to scrape and give everything we've got to work for Jesus Christ. Look at verses 16 and 17 as we close out our our scripture reading. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom and as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You know, I've never really worn coveralls. Never really put a set of coveralls on. Doesn't mean I've never done hard labor. I've done plenty of hard labor. I tend to wear something that's been passed down. Maybe my dad's got an old t-shirt or maybe he's got some old jeans or an old pair of khakis, cargoes or something that he's not really wearing anymore. Maybe I've got some that I've out, just kind of outworn. They've got holes in them or, or uh, they're just faded. I wear stuff that, that's not, again, something I would wear out on a date or, or to church necessarily. But even those clothes will tell someone that I'm getting ready to do some work. I'm getting ready to get my hands dirty. You see, I, I would take whatever I could get my hands on to, to work in because I needed to get the job done. We've got to be grateful for the moments God chooses us to do His work. The Word tells us It's from a place of thanksgiving. It's from a place of acknowledging what He has done for us that we are propelled to put on the coveralls, to get our hands dirty, to get in uh, actively 
serving for the Lord. We've got to put on the clothes of Jesus Christ, which remind us why we do any of what we do. It says again in verse 17 that we do what we do in the name of the Lord Jesus. Above all, we look to His example and we see how He got His hands dirty. It would have been easy for Jesus to sit back and to just let things happen. and He could have at any time gotten off that cross, but it was God's will that He stay there. It was God's will that He become dirty with our sin, if you will. To take on our sin. To put on our sin, if you will. And to take our place. And so it is that we are to follow that example. To look at those around us and to see that maybe they're hurting. Maybe they, maybe they just have never even heard of the gospel message. Whatever the reason, if they don't have Christ in their hearts or in their lives, if they're dirty, if you will, if they're wearing clothes that, that aren't quite the, the most clean, are we led from a place of thanksgiving, from a place of acknowledgement for what Christ has done for us, to give to them, to get our hands dirty, to find a way to serve and to show and reveal the same love and compassion that Jesus portrayed for us. We wear the clothes of Christ because of His love. As Christians, above all else, we are clothed with love. Love that motivated Christ to die to save us from our sins and give us hope of eternity in heaven. Love that binds the family of God together in unity. And love that sends us out to do the work of witnessing to the world that doesn't know that love that need to see what living as Christ looks like. What is hanging in your closet this morning? In the closet of your witness, what is hanging there? Do you have this love and compassion, this kindness and humility, this gentleness and patience? Do you have this forgiveness in your heart for those around you that may have wronged you? Do you bear with those that may not live just like you? Do you love those around you? Do you have peace that rules in your heart? And are you getting your hands dirty? Willing to do whatever necessary to share the gospel of, to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. Would you pray with me? Lord, it is necessary for us as Christians to take a look from time to time in the closet of our lives, in the closet of our hearts, and to truly witness whether or not we are following the example of Christ. 
whether we are putting on the clothes that he wore, whether we're putting on the example that he gave. It can be easy to fall back into the comfort way of living, to fall back into what's comfortable, to put on the the clothes of the past, our past lives before we knew of Jesus Christ. And following Jesus was never promised to be easy. Following and being a part of the church, being a part of the Christian community was never promised to be simple. But it is a simple, straightforward message. A message of love, a message of grace and mercy. A message that, that teaches us that, that from the bowels, deep within the gut of our Heavenly Father, He was led to send Jesus Christ, the Son, from a place of compassion, from a place of love to demonstrate what love meant and what love was so that we would be united to share the gospel message to a a world that's in need. May that be the challenge that we have this morning as followers of Jesus Christ, to find our way back to living as Christ would live and to be propelled forward to make sure everyone that, that looks upon our face sees that we belong to the Jesus Christ. For it is in His name we pray. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.